Hello, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Catherine Chadwick, and storytelling is one of my hobbies. And I'm fortunate to belong to a very good storytelling group. This podcast was born out of my desire to step out of my comfort zone and tell stories to a wider audience. Most of these stories I've told to an audience I could see, and now I'm telling them to you. Please come and take a short time out from your no doubt busy life to listen to some beautiful words and beautiful stories. One of the positive effects of lockdown was that it made the world of storytelling smaller. Now you could join groups all over the world via Zoom. I had the opportunity to participate in an evening of stories entitled The Supernatural Sea. And I decided to tell a sulky story. There are many of these stories of seal people who come onto the land take off their skins and for that time take on human form. Most of these stories come from Scotland and Ireland. But the version I told and that I'm going to tell today hails from the Faroe Islands, the birthplace of my maternal grandfather. And in case you don't know, the Faroe Islands are a group of islands situated some way north of the north coast of Scotland and between Norway and Iceland. Translated, the name of the islands means sheep islands. And the pharaohs are also often referred to as a paradise of birds, owing to the large colonies of such birds as puffins, petrels, kittiwakes and guillemots, to name just a few of the 110 species of birds found there. I'm ashamed to say that I've never been to the pharaohs, but I have seen pictures of the most spectacular landscapes, some of which are quite otherworldly. So my story is called Copper Conan's Skin. Copper Conan stood in front of her bedroom window, combing the undulating waves of her hair. It was the colour of burnished copper and snaked down her back almost to the floorboards on which she was standing. The bone comb in her hand moved slowly and rhythmically, slowly and rhythmically, the length of the shining strands. Her pale green eyes stared into the distance at the fringe of surf she could just make out on the horizon. A single tear trickled down one cheek. 
She could hear her children down in the kitchen calling for her and a, a part of her knew she must go to them. But another part of her continued combing her hair, combing her hair and staring at the sea in the distance. <laughs> it had been such a joyous night back then, all those years ago on the beach at Kalsoy. There had been much excitement under the waves that day at the thought of going up onto the beach and taking off their skins and dancing and laughing and singing. It was going to be the first time for her, Copper Conan, she of the copper-coloured hair and the mischievous light green eyes. When darkness fell and the stars were twinkling high in the sky, holding hands with the other girl seals, they swam up and up to the surface of the water. As Copper Conan's head emerged above the waves, she felt a surge of exhilaration. The girl seals giggled and laughed as they swam to the shore and made their way onto the beach. The bull seals followed behind, making sure everyone stayed together. The moon was full and round and shed its pearlescent light onto the sand. The black sky was peppered with dots of starlight. The only sounds that could be heard were their, the waves breaking on the shore and their chattering and laughter. Making their way to a group of rocks, the seals began to take off their shiny, soft, damp skins. Copper Conan stood in the light of the moon, completely naked, her hair falling about her, her sealskin in her hand, with a feeling of delight that was so all-encompassing that I cannot describe it. She stood like that for a few minutes, gazing at the waves and feeling the cool evening air on her skin, and then spying a rock with a flat surface some feet away. She skipped over to it and draped her sealskin atop it. <laughs> it was such fun, linking arms with a bull seal who'd had a soft spot with her for some time and turning and turning until she was giddy and breathless and then falling on the sand and laughing and panting and then making two lines and holding hands with another and skipping down the length of the column whilst they all clapped and sang, playing hide and seek amongst the rocks and chasing each other as they played tag. And when they were all worn out sitting on the sand and chatting and laughing. She didn't know that behind the rock where she had left her skin crouched a young man. He had heard about the seals coming onto the beach on the 13th night, but wanted to see it with his own eyes. And his eyes took it all in, as they narrowed and squinted in the darkness. He had seen the beautiful young seal with the wavy copper hair that reached almost to the sand leave her sealskin on the rock that was within arm's reach. And when she went to join her friends, he reached out 
and slid it off the rock. As the sky began to lighten, heralding daybreak, the seals came to retrieve their skins from the rocks. Copperconan's heart was filled with lightness as she hurried to the rock where she'd left her skin. But oh, where was it? Now her lightness turned to fear as she searched and searched and searched between the rocks, her panic rising. And then, revealing himself from behind the rock, the young man held her silky skin high above both their heads. Copperconan reached up to grab it, but the young man always held it out of her reach. She pleaded with him to give it to her. Please, she said, I must return to the sea. Please. No, said the young man, his eyes dancing. You are beautiful and you shall be mine. I will not give you back your skin. And so you must come home with me. Well, her pleading fell on deaf ears and so helpless and afraid, Copper Conan followed the young man home to his farm in Mikladalur. She had tried to be happy. She had borne him three beautiful, healthy children. But a part of her heart was always in the sea, wandering about her friends and family there and yearning to be with them. She longed to feel the water around her body and smell the salt and watch the curls of seaweed waving on the ocean bed. As for the young man, the farmer who was her husband, well, he was kind enough to her. But the skin he had stolen from her, he had locked in a box in the attic. And the key to that box he kept on a chain on his belt. Always. One day, the farmer went fishing with his friends. After he'd gone, Copper Conan set about her usual daily chores, cleaning, seeing the children off to school and feeding the baby. As she went about her activities, she gently hummed to herself.
It was then that she saw the key lying on the table by the front door. The key to the box in the attic which contained her sealskin taken from her all those years ago. And yet holding it in her hand, she hesitated. She had children. What should she do? But she longed for the sea. She longed to feel the water on her body. She longed to see the seaweed waving from the bottom of the ocean. She longed to feel her sealskin on her body once more. The children will be fine, she told herself. And so locking up the knives and putting out the fire and resting the baby in his crib, she ran to the attic, undid the box and lifted out her shiny, precious skin. She lifted it to her face and smelt its saltiness and rubbed its glossy fur on her cheek. No! screamed the young man, the farmer, her husband. Today I lose my wife! For he could not feel the weight of the key to the box in the attic where lay his wife's sealskin on his belt under his hand. The men drew in their nets and lines and rowed quickly back to shore. But when the young man, the farmer, her husband, arrived back at the farm, his wife was no longer there. The box in the attic was open and the skin had gone. The farmer, her husband, gazed out of the window and could just make out the edge of the sea on the horizon. And a single tear trickled down a weather-beaten cheek. Years passed. The farmer habituated himself to the loss of his wife. The children grew up and moved away to the mainland. One day, the menfolk of the village decided to go and hunt seals in a cave far along the coast. But the night before they were due to go, Copper Conan appeared in a dream to her former husband, her pale green eyes filled with fear, her tawny sealskin dark and lacklustre. Please, don't kill the bull seal at the cave's entrance, for he is my husband. Please don't kill the pup's deep in the cave, for they are my children. But the farmer ignored the dream. The expedition killed as many seals as they could find, including the bull seal and the young pups. When they returned to shore, they divided up the catch and the farmer was given the bull seal and the hind and front flippers of the two young pups. That night, as the spoils were cooking 
A scratching and a moaning could be heard on the other side of the door, which burst open and a monstrous troll lurched inside. Her voice racked and shrieking with pain. She uttered a terrifying curse. Beware, men of Mikladalur, for some of you will die at sea and others of you will fall from the tops of mountains until there are enough of you dead as can link hands around the shores of all of Kalsoy. And then she vanished with a great crash of thunder. And it still happens that from time to time, men from Mikladalur drown at sea or fall from the tops of mountains. And if you go to Kalsoy today, you can see a statue of Kobakonan standing on a rock in the surf, holding her sealskin in her hand and looking out over the waves, making sure perhaps that she will be fully avenged. was a sad tale. But I hope that you will join me again to listen to another short tale, perhaps in a couple of weeks' time. Goodbye. <laughs>